0: Three, two, one, welcome back to the Bushnell project, and on this morning when I will be going to with my brothers and some of my grand some of my children my parent my mom's grandchildren will be going to very my mom it's interesting that we're here looking at uh, looking at a miracle or a thing that God does with us but anyway we are in Genesis chapter 8, verse 16. I think I ended the last one by writing up there that we read through verse 20. We actually had read through verse 15, so I apologize if you caught that mistake. So verse 16, then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. <clears throat> Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Now to pause there for a second. From this moment forward, all of the all of the plagues are not going to be able to. The magicians aren't going to be able to do anything close to them. The other thing is, is all of these plagues are flying in the face of an Egyptian god. The we're getting ready to do, you know, come up with the flies. The 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 Egyptians had a god of the flies. Whoops! I guess he's not happy with the Egyptians, right? So that's what's going to be happening here. Is God plagues on them. And he's also going to start having plagues that only affect the Egyptians and not the Israelites. So verse 20, then the Lord said to Moses, rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me or else if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people And into your houses and the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also on the ground on which they stand. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people dwell so that no swarms of flies shall be there. That you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen. And the Lord did so. There came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the land was ruined by swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It would not be right to do so, for the offerings we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God are an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice offerings, offerings abominable to the Egyptians before their eyes, they will, will they not stone us? We must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you must not go very far away. Plead for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh. From his servants and from his people tomorrow. Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. Oh, what a surprise. Not really. Again, remember, God starts off by telling Moses, hey, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and we are going to do all ten plagues leading up to the firstborn dying. Right? So everything is in motion. Pharaoh is just playing his part. But isn't it interesting? It gets really bad. We plead with God for help. God helps. And then we go back to the way we were we're just like Pharaoh. We're constantly telling God we're going to do, God, if, if you would just do A, B, and C, and then we will do X, Y, and Z. And then God does A, B, and C, and we forget, right? We're just like Pharaoh. Or are we hardening our heart? That's the question you have to answer, right? So I hope that This is helping, you know, remember one of the things about this is really to encourage you to be getting into God's word, reading God's word, whether that's a chapter of Psalms or a proverb of the day, reading what I'm reading, however that is, getting into the habit of reading God's word every day or listening to it while you you look at it and maybe journal a little bit about what you're reading or what God is showing you. And remember that it is a story about God that he writes us into, and we are to focus on the greatness of God. So even in this, God's patience with Moses and Aaron, God's patience even with Pharaoh, and God knowing the hearts of man, knowing what's going to happen with a man, how he's going to respond, God is never surprised by our response. And he's always, always, always looking to take us back. So don't, don't think that you have committed the worst thing and you can't ever go back to fellowship with God. You most certainly can. So go back to him. Get with him. Let's get in the habit of being people who are with God and also people who worship him. And he's going about looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.